You are listening to the Start Your Engines podcast from USA Today Sports, sponsored by NASCAR. Thank you for joining us on the Start Your Engines podcast. Chase for the Sprint Cup, Kansas edition. I am joined by Nick Brongberg, my Kansas City local. Let's uh, let's get to today's race. Um, the Iceman, the closer, the man who cannot be squashed out. He's the fire that cannot be extinguished. He is every high school football halftime cheer and uh, pep up talk. He's Kevin Harvick. He he came in twelfth of. 12 uh, of the drivers that were eligible to win the chase. He needed to do it again. He needed to pull it out, and darned if he didn't do it. I mean, at this point, should we be surprised by when this guy steps up and just knocks out one of these moments? No, because if you look at it, the only time when Kevin Harvick has needed a win in the chase to advance or to win, it was last year when Kyle Busch beat him at Homestead. Mm -hmm. You know, Dover in 2015, he needed that win. He got it. He needed the win at New Hampshire, ultimately, especially when you look back at what happened to Dover this year. Mm-hmm. He needed this win, I think, now because you're going to Talladega, and Harvick going to Talladega without the win, he's in the same situation everybody else is, but you're also going to talk about, and I know a driver and a team can block all this stuff out. Think of how many times we're going to see the replay of that last restart mm-hmm. last year at Talladega mm-hmm. over and over and over again in the context of Kevin Harvick. Now, who the heck cares? He's yeah. going on to the third round, and they... As they said in their post-race, they can focus on Martinsville and Phoenix. Absolutely, and, and Talladega takes on such a, a life of its of its own, even even bigger than you know the, the wrecks that happen there and the mayhem, the way it can scramble up the points. And sometimes you feel like it's overblown, but really, you look at the last two years. Two years ago, Kyle Busch goes in second in points, tries to hide from the fray. The fray finds him, and he's gone. Last year, uh, Denny Hamlin, same situation, second roof flap, roof flap doesn't work. Denny Hamlin's gone. So Kevin Harvick and, and Jimmy Johnson, uh, Charlotte are, are safe, and uh, they got to be feeling pretty good about it. And as volatile as this chase has been, you know, from 12 to 1, it, guys are getting moved around. The, the point swings have been huge, it just feels like, this year. Right, and, you know, you go into Talladega, just like Kyle Busch and Denny Hamlin, we about this last week. A driver has made up basically like an 18, 19, 20-point gap Mm -hmm. every time at Talladega. We don't have that except for Chase Elliott, who's 25 back now after this. Mm -hmm. But, you know, that cutoff line, I think, is separated by seven points, four drivers, when you look at that, from from 8th to 11th. So, you know, you look at this and say, there's going to be a lot of guys. It's not a win-and-in situation for anybody but Chase Elliott. So it's going to be interesting to see how it's raced at the front of the field, especially because, you know, in 2014, Brad Keselowski, he had to win that race. He did. Mm-hmm. But Dale Earnhardt Jr. last year had to win that race, came up a few seconds or a few feet short, depending on how you want to define that. Mm-hmm. This year, we really don't have that except for Chase. Yeah, I mean, you look at it, uh, Jimmy Johnson, safe. Uh, Matt uh, Kenseth, is, um, he's, he's second in points. Um, he's he's eight out. He he. We'll talk about him in a bit. It looked like he was gonna put one in the bank, but that didn't work out. Um, eighth in points currently is uh, Joey Logano, uh, three thousand and forty-five. And you go down to Chase Elliott. He's got three thousand and twenty. But uh, as you said, um, 
Brad Keselowski is only, ooh, quick math, what is that, seven points Brad's behind seven. him? Brad seven, and Hamlin six. After a truly horrible day where he ends up, um, you know, cutting the grass like many guys did. What's up with your Kansas grass? That stuff's tough. It's it, Eric Amarola learned it. I mean, it's yeah. it's got to be hardy. I mean, we have all four seasons here. All right, Kurt Busch? He jumped it's, up and ate his primary see, car in practice. Is, What's and, the deal? I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to prevent myself from ranting about splitters being on cup cars, but just think about it this way. You know, Brad Keselowski did not hit anything, mm-hmm. and you look at pictures of that car. Mm-hmm. It looks like he smashed into a wall, like a pile, like he hit a pile of boulders and went into a pit, and then an anvil. Without a doubt, an anvil with a piano under it. Yeah, I think he, he was he was Wiley Coyote in this. <laughs> I was. He was really hoping for the Acme car repair kit, but they didn't have it on the truck, which I think they'll probably fix for next week because they're very prepared at Team Penske. But uh, let, let's start. Let's start from the beginning of this. I mean, uh, Matt uh, Kenseth uh, on the pole led, I think, 400 of the first 200 laps. I mean, the guy was unstoppable. Matt Kenseth was. It was Matt Kenseth, and then five seconds. Everybody yeah. else, and it was everybody else from Joe Gibbs Racing yeah. too, especially yeah. at the early stages. I mean, I looked up, and I know they realized they qualified five in the top seven, I mm-hmm. think. But you know, you look up five laps in, it was one, two, three, four, five, all Joe Gibbs cars. Yeah, and it. It felt like it was going to be that type of day. It was. It was Toyota ruining NASCAR again, if you're rooting for the other guys. But yeah, he led 116, and then uh, he kind of admitted he, he just he had a little bobble. He hit the wall, and he said the handling went away. And he did not like Alex Bowman today. He was very down on Bowman. What was? How did he word it? He just turned left for no good reason? He tur- yes, turned left for no reason, and he couldn't explain why Bowman hit him. Mm. But apparently Bowman has had a, a stomach virus. Does that make you turn left? I don't know. I mean, if you were having to keep something in when you were... Maybe that's why Kyle Busch and uh, Kyle Larson were veering the other, last week. Maybe they had a stomach thing. Oh, that could be true. You know? I, I think should appeal. That's that's the NASCAR version of Pepto-Bismol. <laughs> yeah. That might be the way to get him back in the sport. That'd be a pretty good idea. So anyway, so, uh, I mean, let's be honest. First half of the race was kind of snoozerville. Oh, it was. I mean, it was it was Kansas way out front. And then whatever happened, uh, Kansas happened, brushes the wall, doesn't feel as good. And he gets a little dicey, that little seven-lap stretch in the middle because, you know, Harvick's, Harvick's uh, moving to the front, Chase Elliott suddenly getting racy. Uh, I mean, can you imagine if someone uses their first-ever cup win to advance to the third round? I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, that's great. But, yeah, I don't know. Well, that's a different topic. No, no, and that's an... Not only applies to Chase Elliott, it applies to Austin Dillon, Austin too. Dillon, who did yeah. the two-tire strategy, and I applaud them for trying that. You got Go. to absolutely roll the bones, but they got consumed by the pack. That's that, But that's also steel Jones because... Yeah. you, you got to do it. Right. You have to. And you're also in a situation with them. You know they don't have the speed that yeah. the Hendrick guys and the Toyota guys do. You have to try something. Yeah. And, you know, Austin even said, I wasn't as worried about it this week as I was last week, which mm-hmm. I think... You stick to the confidence because this place with the fresher pavement doesn't need the tires. Yeah, no, that was, that was an interesting moment. It was, it was sad, but just so inevitable just to watch him just you know, fish First, into the yeah, shark's yeah, mouth. About the second corner, <laughs> third, yeah, it was just like, oh, here they come. Yeah, he was kicking in the quicksand and then he was gone. Now, what do you think? This is, you know, conjecture. I was thinking that, you know, Chase Elliott obviously had a good car when he was trying to catch Kevin Harvick. I think. I don't know what would have happened there. I think it would have been a formative moment in his young and promising cup career if he was alongside Kevin Harvick trying to take that win off of his plate at, at such a huge situation for Harvick. I, that would have been an interesting couple of laps seeing what happened. It would have been a, the fan, It was the old versus new storyline mm-hmm. right there because you've got the guy who always comes through and then a new guy who is in 
mm-hmm. basically the same. It had the speed, but just like Charlotte, it was one bad thing. And that is going to be a fascinating to see how Hendrick diagnoses what happened mm-hmm. with Chase Elliott's car throughout the second half of the race yeah. and what how they explain it because. It, you know, it seemed like the car was, it was one a pit stop. Nothing yeah. appeared to go wrong. Yeah. And then all of a sudden. And he, the Casey Kane's car on the same Casey stop. Casey Kane's car on the same stop. You know, What's with going all, on, and with all, the, with all the attention we're paying to the rear, rears of cars. Just yeah. And today's new buzzword, which actually didn't become a buzzword, but in the driver's media, drivers were warned, the crews were warned about um, tape trips, which I had to go investigate. And you know what that is? I need you to explain this to me. It, it's going to take five seconds. It sounds really silly. They take a piece of tape and they stick it on the car, and just that thing dangling around will change the air, will trip up the air. They could have come up with a better name, honestly. It fouls the air just enough to create a little bit of downforce. Now I'm thinking about Tony Stewart's dart without feathers comment about David Reagan. Mm-hmm. So yeah. they're adding a feather to the dart. They're adding a feather to the dart, which does something that NASCAR doesn't like, so they said not to do it anymore. This Bondo stock on Monday is going down. I think they're quashing innovation. I think that's bad. It is. That is bad. So, so I think Chase, we, we kind of lost a moment there that that could have been an interesting moment in the chase. When when Chase Elliott was catching him, you could if you t- tilted your head just right, you could hear the hearts of NASCAR singing, like, "Oh my goodness, here comes here comes the future." In essence, well, Chase winning the chase. Come on. It'd be the first time that a NASCAR driver has ever won a playoff race in a format after which he is named, although he was born before that format. Correct. That made, that, I, that made sense to me. We should check that. That made sense to we me. We should definitely check that. I mean, well, when Winston comes along and wins a cup, or, you know, <laughs> in a couple of years, we're all in trouble. And there's Billy Joe Xfinity. I mean, he's a hot shoe. He's going to be pretty good one day. Well, and I heard there's a guy named Bob Camping World out there. I'm not familiar with him. Mm, I'll, check, shop. I'll take check racing reference on that one. So you got to think. I mean, we've been around Harvick. He's a you know he's a you know his attitude. Um, he's got to really enjoy. I mean, enjoy winning. But he's really got to enjoy the fact that people have this sense of inevitability. Like, oh boy, here comes Harvick. We we let the guy up again. We let him up. It was the same exact situation. You know, we talked about the New Hampshire race. It was the same scenario. Mm-hmm. Late race restart. He beats a Joe Gibbs racing car because he got a better restart. Mm-hmm. Pulls away in the first two corners. It's. Mm-hmm. He talked about it. We've worked on our restarts. We're getting better at them. And, yeah. and so now you look at this, and it's there's so many cliches I think you can use about Kevin Harvick. Clutch, mm-hmm. Jaws, you know, mm-hmm. people keep trying to give him nicknames. Let's just call him Kevin Harvick. He is, yeah. He, nothing sticks. Well, happy, but nothing else sticks. Yeah, and the closer, uh, which I still mean, yeah. that's Kira Sedgwick. That's not Kevin Harvick. <laughs> Good point. Does she trademark that? I, she should have. I mean, I'd be getting royalties. Uh, she probably is now because I'm, I'm pretty convinced she's a loyal listener. And she's probably also going to Outback Monday for her free, free Bloomin' Onion. As, as we should. They're free. They're free. Free food. Who does not turn down free food? But, you know, you look at this, and so I think we're at the point now where you have to beat Kevin. You know you have to beat Kevin Harvick mm-hmm. if you want to win the championship because, yeah, they can focus on Martinsville, but what's after What's the last race in the third round? Phoenix. Phoenix. That's a track he's even better at compared to Just owns it. It's after that repave, it has become it went from Jimmy Johnson's track to Kevin Harvick's mm-hmm. track. Yeah, it is it is Kevin Harvick's track for sure. Um Talladega now. I mean, gosh, this thing has been so overhyped just because it's Talladega and mayhem happens there. Is it gonna be that again? Or are we gonna you know scramble it up? It's it also I think has I wonder if Part of this is subconscious in that this is the last time Talladega will be an elimination race in the chase. 
That's a very good point. This Kansas and Talladega next year are swapping, mm-hmm. and I'm, you know there's probably been a lot of politicking and saying, look, we want to come to a, a straightforward track like mm-hmm. Kansas, mm-hmm. knowing what our points deficit is, rather than leaving Kansas and going, well, we're playing the lottery next week and it's going to decide our fate. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm interested to see how that plays out in the future, but you know, going to this, we talked Chase Elliott, he's the only one that has that win and get in shot, and yeah. so... You look at this, who who runs up front? Who do you sit there? If you're Matt Kenseth, you're Kyle Bush. We know no place is safe at Talladega. Mm-hmm. Do you sit th- do you run thirty-fifth, ten seconds off the lead for the first 180 laps? Do you lay up, yeah. as Brad Keselowski said? I, I I think there's a strong case to be made for it. But there's also the case to be said that Brad thought he was laying up here. But then he said he couldn't stand points racing, and I mean, he got impacted. He's now 11th uh, in points. And then the lessons of Denny Hamlin and Kyle Bush the last two years. It just feels like it finds you there. It does. It total finds you. You, does. you know, you look at Matt Kenseth, he's got a, what, a 29-point lead on Joey Logano in eighth? Because mm-hmm. Austin Dillon's tied. Yeah. We have a tie for eighth right now, and Logano gets it on the tiebreaker. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you're looking, you have a 29-point lead on ninth. You're pretty safe. I mean, Matt Kenseth last year, or this spring at Talladega, we all remember him flipping through the air. He still yeah. finished 26. Yeah, you're not losing 29 points if you're finishing 26. Yeah. So you know, does that mean you have enough of a buffer to go race there? <sighs> Again, it is overblown. We talk way. The whole third round is is Talladega. Mm-hmm. It's Talladega and everything else. Mm-hmm. So we know there's probably going to be a big crash. But what was it? Two years ago, the chase at Talladega, there was no big crash in the chase race. Oh, yeah. Was that the one where there's no biggie? But you know. Uh, uh, Kyle got caught in something. It was Austin Dillon was involved. Austin right? Dillon, no, it was the spring race of yeah. 2014 that had nothing. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't know. That Talladega is, is a crazy animal. So, well, uh, actually, uh, we were a bit remiss. We got we got jabbering, and we forgot to uh, throw to our very special Victory Lane interview occasionally. And today we spoke with uh, Kevin Harvick in Victory Lane. Uh, unfortunately, I got a little bit of a champagne shower, <coughs> so that's the funk. I apologize. This is why I have to sit five feet away from you. You should do that. You should, because the funk. At least, uh, the good part point is it's very cold in the Kansas Media Center, so it hasn't really had a chance to stew. We're both wearing jackets, and the high today was 86, 87? 86 outside, 52 inside. Yes. Snows, snows right in the foyer, like right there at the leeward side of the mountains. So uh, uh, first we'll go to uh, Kevin Harvick, and we'll hear his thoughts on the big win and being the guy that's getting in everyone's head with his uh, – uh, let's be more cliche. Uh, Houdini, uh, Hail Mary, full court, throw, shot, thing, bottom of the ninth, home run to win the Stanley Cup. All right, take a listen to uh, Kevin Harvey. Hello, Kevin. How you doing? I'm going to use you to block the wind if you don't mind. All right. Then I'm going to squint right at That's you. That's good. Hey, there that you go. I don't have to look in the sun. <laughs> there you go. You have to look at me. What a, what a trade-off that is. Well, um, another one of these must-have wins. You've become the master of it. Um, it just—it's created sort of an aura, like, oh crap, here comes Harvick. I mean, obviously you got—you got to come with good cars and you have good people around you, but it must be a little bit fun to, to know you're getting in people's heads, like we, they just always keep getting off the mat. Yeah, you know that's that's always been something that um, that was really instilled in, in me uh, back in my wrestling days, and that was something that I learned a lot at RCR. And these guys at SHR have kind of raced the same way. It's just that never, never quit attitude. You just have to keep going. You never know how it's going to end, and don't beat yourself. Um, you know, we've had some mechanical failures and some things go wrong over the first four or five weeks, but um, in the end, we've been able to perform and, and, and capitalize on the days when everything's going right. How? I mean, it would seem like some people can and some people can't. 
like just be down to it. Either you do or you don't. Some people are going to freak out. Some people are just going to do it. And you guys, I get, maybe it's because you've been there and done that before, you have the ability to take a breath and just do what you need to do. Yeah, it's not easy. I mean, there's a lot of anxiety. There's a lot of pressure. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of chatter, and you have to really try to, to manage the things that, that come with uh, what you talk about, what you do during the week, uh, how you prepare. And, you know, I think for, for us, we try to prepare the same as we would in the chase. And then there's just certain situations to where we've been able to perform well. And, and you know, when the, when the money has been on the line, we've been able to, to uh, drive up to the window and take it. Do you guys have a, a slogan or a poster or some silly thing that when, like, you know, coming into this weekend happens, you, I don't know, you got to cheer? You got, any, you got anything? You got a lucky rabbit's foot? We, what you got? We've had no uh, no thoughts in our mind other than winning races for three years. And it's we've never talked about points. Um, you know, the points have been what they have been in the situations where it's come down to points. Uh, we've, we've tried to show up to the racetrack and, and win every time because that's really the only way you can control your own destiny. Uh, you're going to have parts failures. You're going to have things go wrong. Um, but, you know, I think the, that's really something that Rodney has instilled in us. I've never really raced like that. You know, it's always been try to capitalize on other people's bad days. And, and if you're in position, you know, win a race here and there. He wants to win every practice. He wants to win qualifying. He wants to win a race. And that was something he told me before his first day uh, that we ever even started at, our, at SHR. So um, that's been fun to know that that's his mentality. That's the team's mentality. And it's not about going out there and trying to finish fifth. It's let's go win this week. And, um, you know, if we finished we finished 38th last week but guess what that's over with and uh, we just use those types of things for motivation we, we talk about a lot about how volatile this form of the chase is with the elimination style but the spread between you know 1 to 12 as you know coming in was not that big I mean the is, is this a more volatile version this year maybe the, the field is stronger or, but it just seems like one little bobble and you can go from pretty comfortable to big big trouble quickly. yeah i mean you, you see the 20 up there having a great day totally in control of the race and it looked like his car got loose he got back in traffic um and you know next thing you know you got six or seven chasers in front of you so there's just a lot of good teams it seems like there's been a lot of adversity a lot of wrecks and things happen in, in this round i guess that's happened in the past but uh, you definitely have to be able to recover and be able to win races if you're going to win the championship. There's going to be somebody in that final four that's going to win that race or at least have a chance to win a race when, when they come to Homestead. And there's going to be somebody that has a chance to win one of the last three that's in the final eight. So you have to be capable of winning if you're going to win this championship. You just can't count on people uh, having problems. When, when If you could get around to him thinking, this is going to be an interesting moment in this guy's young cup career because it's not going to be really easy to get around you when you need a win right now. <laughs> I mean, what what do you think that what was in store for him if he was going to try and if he had a car that was yeah. still working to try? Yeah, and get he around? had a, he had a, a better car than we did at that particular moment. Um, you know, I don't know what happened to them or uh, you know where their car was going to go for the rest of the day. But for us, uh, our car would take off really good, and we could run the first half of the run as good as anybody. In the second half of the run, we would just fall off too much. So luckily, we had a lot of cautions today, and we were able to capitalize on that. But um, you know, they they had they had a good car at that particular point. The next round is interesting to me because there's two guys in it that sort of create uh, the mood of, oh, hell, they're still in it, Jimmy. Mm -hmm. You know, Jimmy's been so good in the fall. He's finally into the third round. You, obviously, you've won in this format. You do well in it. And it would, how, how interesting, what, how tight is the battle going to get going forward with you, know, you and Jimmy and whoever else uh, gets a trophy next week? Yeah, it doesn't get easier, that's for sure, because the, the competition gets tighter. Um, you know, I think, there, like I say, there's going to be, you know, obviously Jimmy can, can win at any racetrack. I feel like we can win at any racetrack, although we haven't won at Texas yet. Uh, it'd be nice to check that one off uh, in the next round. 
but you know, I think as, as you look at the end, you just have to put a day together. You have to put the restarts together. You have to put the pit stops together and, and take advantage of whatever your situation is in order to put yourself in a position to win because I believe you're going to have to win some races still. Do you have any idea what that trophy is? What is that thing? I've heard everything from an eagle soaring to a railroad stake. So um, I'm glad it's mine, but I have no idea what it is. <laughs> it's, the best, it's the best trophy you've seen today. Yeah, that's so. right. Thanks, Kevin. Appreciate Thank it. All right, we're back, and uh, let's just let's just lob it right back out there uh, to uh, to Victory Lane, and let's uh, let's hear Roddy Childers. So, I mean, obviously, you guys, this doesn't happen unless you guys bring fast cars to the racetrack. But deep down, is it kind of cool because you realize you guys kind of get in people's heads with like, oh man, here are these guys again. You get them in a corner, and they just keep getting out. I mean, that that's got to be uh, quite the aura to carry carry around for you guys. It is, but you know, there's not but so many times you're going to be able to do that. You know, that's the that's the honest truth. Is um, yeah, we're, we've been able to do it, but uh, it's not going to keep happening forever. So that's um, just testament to all the guys at the shop and these road guys that work so hard, and and you know, and really Kevin just steps it up to a different level when we're in these situations and makes stuff happen. But you've done it every time so far, so you've got yeah, yeah I mean, it, it, it's. It's just about having good people that they won't they won't quit and um, you know they they worked hard all week this week and and burned the midnight oil to make sure that that we took a, a good car here and and honestly just happy to finally get a win with this thing it's been so fast felt like we should have won Darlington with it and probably could have won the, the 600 and the all-star with it so um you know it was cool to, to finally take it to victory lane where where will we see it next i don't know we'll have to wait and see but uh just gonna wait till your back's right <laughs> up against the wall and out, out, out it comes yeah it's, it's hard to say but um you know just proud of these guys and, and everybody involved does it, i would imagine it also notches the panic if there ever was any down a little bit when you have a bad race like charlotte knowing that well, you, you could do this. Yeah, I mean, uh, anytime something like you know happened at Charlotte, it, there's a chance that you might not go the next round. That's part of this chase format, and sometimes you like it, and sometimes you hate it. But you know, on the other hand, it, it's it's cool to, to be able to go through this, and it's exciting for the fans. And I know the fans saw a good race today. It was exciting from the pit box and racing all those Gibbs cars all day, and it was cool to see. Uh, to see all those guys driving their their bums off today, and, and uh, it's pretty cool. What were uh, what were Chase Elliott's odds of getting past Kevin if he if he came back around with a car that was working? I don't know. It's hard to say. Um, but um, you know, those guys uh, they'll be you know really fast next week and, and and have a shot of moving on for sure. Do you think you're going to have a nice, boring, and successful third round, or are you just going to kind of, you know, hit the home run in the bottom of the ninth when you need it next time? As soon as we could and, and knock top fives out, and if you can do that, you'll move on and have a shot at it. Very good. Thank you very much. Thank you. All right. We're back. Now it's decision time. Now you're on the spot. Oh, no. This is this is very high pressure. This is like this is like going to Talladega and having to win. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. This, right. this is maybe the most important uh, decision or your most important 30 seconds you're going to have all year. We got an eliminate an elimination race coming up. Who's done? Who's out? All right, so I have to pick four drivers here. I got to pick four. Just all right. Yes. All right, I'm gonna. You can pick five, but you don't have to. I mean, well, we could. Are we going to be in a situation in Martinsville where we're adding a ninth driver to the third round of the chase? Mm. Like we added a thirteenth driver a few years ago. <laughs> I'm going to hope no. <laughs> all right. We're going to so, make sure no one's arm itches. We're going to make sure everyone's talcumed up. 
and everything's fine. Put some Benadryl on it. Yes. All right, so I'm going to take the odds. I'm going to pick, say, Chase Elliott. Sorry. Yeah, I, I agree I, with I you. think you're done. We agree. Um, part of me... Denny Hamlin, I will say this. Denny Hamlin was my, pre, my pre-Chase pick. Tomorrow. Yeah. So yeah. I hate, hate, hate abandoning it. Mm-hmm. But You are. The damn Denny Hamlin luck. It's... You know what happened? It wasn't luck. That speeding penalty wasn't luck. He didn't speed. It was an uncontrolled. It was uncontrolled tire. I thought someone said it was speeding. Uncontrolled tire, and then he also had a two many men over the wall later after that, plus a plus a too early over the wall penalty on lap two thirty seven. I'm sorry, Danny Hamill. So yeah, uncontrolled. Danny Hamill. Uncontrolled on two twenty five, and then yeah. So and then he had the, the something hit the splitter. He had the he hit Brad Keselowski. What was up with that splitter thing? It, it delaminated. I, I didn't mean to get you going on splitters again. I'm no, sorry. That's your button. It is. It's my trigger. Uh, so let's sorry. I hate to say it, but I'm yeah, we agree there too. too. We agree. You know, I'm also gonna say Austin Dillon. Yeah. Wow. Well, I'm, um, I'm glad we're doing this together. And, okay. I'm gonna go crazy for my fourth. I know who I, you're gonna say. Who do you think I'm gonna you're, say? You're gonna say Kurt Busch. I'm gonna say Martin Truex Jr. Ooh, that'd be so cruel, but that'd be very it, Martin-y. It would, right? That's the thing. It's cruel. Mm-hmm. Martin Truex Jr. has been one of the best yeah. eight this year, but yeah. with the crazy luck that team has had this year, mm-hmm. can't you see something weird happening at Talladega? Especially after he won two in the first round. It's like he right. should, should have put one away for a rainy day. It's, look what happened. Look what happened to Joey Logano. Exactly. He swept the second round, yeah. and all hell went loose in mm-hmm. the third. I mean, in Texas was terrible outside of Martinsville. Yeah. I'll say Truex, and that Keselowski gets in. See, it would be really lame and easy if I just take the bottom four. That is lame. You come on, you gotta. I think I'm gonna though. Ooh, you don't think Keselowski can pull the Talladega magic off again? Mm, does one get to do that twice? Talladega is an angry god. Do you get to go in there? And especially take two? after you won in the spring. Yeah. That's the you're you're tempting fate at Talladega. You are always. tempting fate. And. You know, is the secret sauce going to work once again there? Hmm. Yeah, I got him out. I think it's. I think Brad's gone. Sorry, Brad. That was totally gutless. Just take the bottom four guys. And I'm cruel. You're gutless. This is how it works. This is a pretty solid room. Pretty high morals here in the room. We are. We're good people. Yes. So, I think we I think some good podcasting here today. It was good. Especially considering the, the weather inside this room. We are freezing cold. I mean, we need some barbecue to warm up after this. <laughs> it's all, you guys love barbecue in any situation. So, well, um, this is the part of the show where we uh, we like to thank everyone for listening. Um, tell us where uh, where the great listeners can find you on Twitter and any other place you would like to be reached to be at, interfaced, interacted with. At Nick Bromberg on Twitter. I've been told that I am not a positive person, so maybe that will dissuade you from following me. Or maybe if you are a positive, not a positive person, come join me. I am. I like to have a lot of fun. I'm yes. never actually legitimately unhappy. All right. There we go. I'm glad you got that out there. And I'm at Brand James. My name all smushed together on Twitter. You can find me there. Uh, thanks for listening to us. Um, you can find us on iTunes. If you do that, please subscribe, I'm told. Um, thumbs up or stars, whatever you do there. I, our football podcast is on iTunes, and I don't even know if it's thumbs yeah. up or stars either. Yeah, and you got SoundCloud, you got uh, Castbox, you got Stitcher, and then you've got Audio. Boom! We are true multimedia. We're all over the place, and um, thank you again for listening. Um, for Nick Brownberg from Yahoo Sports, it's been great. We will see you uh, again very soon. Uh, thanks again, and please stay tuned for a word from our sponsor. Chase the cars we race. Visit www. 
NASCAR.com slash Chase Promo to enter for a chance to win a new Chevrolet SS Performance Sedan, Ford Fusion Sport, or Toyota Camry XSE. No purchase necessary. Contest ends November 20th, 2016. It's open to all legal residents of the United States and Washington, D.C. must be 18 or older. For rules, visit nascar.com slash chase promo. 